0: Now this morning we've got a, a special treat as uh, alluded to before we have some some couches on, on the stage and we're going to have a special panel this morning and uh, controversially they've asked me to facilitate the Mother's Day panel which don't worry I haven't I haven't got my dad jokes although if I switch them my uh, OneNote app, I'm sure I can find the tab I use for Father's Day and recycle a few or f- find the ones that didn't quite make the cut <laughs> No, I, I won't do that uh, So this, this morning we have uh, four mothers slash mothers-to-be pretty much mothers uh, which is pretty exciting, so we'll introduce them I'll just ask them all to come up at once, yeah, and then we'll talk and then we'll say hi- <laughs> Welcome all the mothers to the stage No, Jordan, you stay there Cool. So firstly, uh, this is an interview, uh, resume check. What are your qualifications (laughs) for being on the stage? And we'll we'll start at the far end. Uh, Please, Uh, this is Vicky, this is uh, uh, Senior Pastor, Senior Minister. Um, So what's your qualification, Vicky, for being on the Mother's Day panel?
1: Uh, I'm a mother.
0: Mother. Very good. Check.
1: I'm a mother of uh, Kirsty here, who's about to be a mother herself. And, uh, and Ben, for those of you who don't know, who's put your hand up, Ben, have a wave in the front yeah. row. Um, but I'm also the mother of this house.
0: Yeah. It's cool.
1: And the, and the, the kids and the, the people that have come through, I also love and mother and have a heart for.
0: Now, I, I noticed something didn't enter that conversation. You didn't say, I'm about to. Grandma. You said Kirstie's about to have a baby, but you, you left off the grandma word. I didn't
1: drop the grandma word. Um, <laughs>
2: yes, it's all right. I, I, I for I am about to be a grandmother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it can't be real. Loretta. This is Loretta Hooper, everybody.
2: And I... Um, so need I need my glasses. I need my glasses. And I am a mother of... Two wonderful boys and grandmother of three beautiful granddaughters who are four, ten and twelve. Oh no, thirteen. Whoops. Thirteen. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. and,
0: and for context, um, yeah, I think, we'll, think we're at it. Uh, Jordan, who's our music director and worship leader on, on the keyboard. Uh, that's the connection if you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, yes, thank you for... Jordan. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Do we agree? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, good, 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 good. And um, Kirsty.
3: Well, I've been carrying this one around for nearly nine months, so <laughs> I think that counts. Um, yeah, I'm about to be your mother, um, but I think that anyone who's carried a child around inside them for nine months could, would consider themselves a mother Absolutely. already. Yes. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah it's, it's hard work. <laughs> um. <laughs> And amazing as well. Um, and, yeah, and I'm, I guess, the, the daughter of the house as well. Mm. You know, I've grown up in church and with my mum as the pastor, so can have some insight yeah. on that as well. More on oh. that
0: later. Watch this face. Careful
3: what she says. I'm, I've got secrets. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: And this uh, lovely lady next to me is my wife. So. <laughs>
4: Racking up the points this morning. They breakfast and everything.
0: Uh, so, yeah, this is Carmen Allington, uh, my wife, so your, your qualifications, darling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
4: I'm a mother of three under five. It was three under three and a half when Lucy was born, my third. So, yes, I've, I've been up since called the five this morning, <laughs> so I think that qualifies me. <laughs> Definitely not. And I am um, not quite the same as Kirsty, but very similar. I'm a daughter of this house as well, so five as well.
0: Mm. Cool. We'll start off with something a bit lighthearted this morning. Um, a couple of these questions, that these four had a discussion and then sent me some of what talked about, and I'm just going to throw a couple of things at them that we haven't talked about, uh, because, uh, yeah, I, I like He's to You're looking,
1: improv- looking at me. You're
0: um, looking at me. Yeah, I, it's just an easy line of sight. Um, I wonder if you've got any mummy fails that you'd like to share with us to start us off. And, I'll, 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 while you're thinking about it, I'll start the ball rolling as the only father on the stage. One of, one of I think, my silliest ones that I think I told Carmen once, uh, you know how dads like to throw their kids up in the air? Uh, once I did it with Jemima, and I forgot. I was standing in the doorway. <laughs> anyway, so I've kind of set the set the standard.
2: It's
0: it's all right. So it probably can't be worse than that. No. Do you say that sort of thing on the stage, or not really? <laughs> not really. Okay. Um, Ruben, we'll take that one off the recording later well, in every case of the state. Going to get a hold of that one. <laughs> um, yes, we'll censor that one. No, but any. Uh, Funny stories, or uh, not money fail, but some, something that you kind of look back and go, Ah, oh, yeah, I did it that way. Or, the kids still turned out all right because of that uh, thing. Or maybe we should ask Jordan or Kelsey or Ben. About
2: no, I don't think you should ask Jordan.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. that, see, that got her talking. The thread is the very children.
2: similar. It wasn't with Jordan, it was his older brother and similar thing. Because when they're, you know, you know, not, he was probably about eight or nine months old and they're so cute and you, you lift them up and they laugh at you and, and same thing, but I did it on a light fitting, <laughs> yeah. which was quite low and and it didn't leave any significant bruises or marks and he was all right, you know, he only cried for a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I should probably qualify the one if uh, Jemima wasn't one of my highest velocity ones, it was just a small one, so it was, it's all right. And it was, it was a pretty flat doorway, it was like a not a real door where, you know, they have... Uh, yeah. I don't know, it's all good. I'm just, I'm just making everyone feel safe because they can't do worse than me. It's all right. Oh,
1: I've, I've, I've got a kind of a controversial one, I Ooh. guess. Um, when Kirsty was the first um, grandchild born, uh, I'm the oldest child on my side. And um, so there were lots of aunts and uncles that so were very doting. And um, Chris's brother, Paul, and he's a. <laughs> How do I look? He's as he's as tall as probably taller than you, Nathan. He's a very tall guy, and and a and a big boy. And he was so excited to hold Kirsty um, as a newborn. This is in the first few weeks, and she did one of those. She's not going to like this. One of those one of those poos. <laughs> what <laughs> that kind of. That kind three. of. Well, it kind of just <clears throat> squirts all out the side of the nappy, you know, <laughs> and kind of everywhere. And and Paul was so excited holding her. And then suddenly this, there was this dreadful squelching noise. <laughs> and it, look, I have to stand up for it. But it kind of <laughs> went all here, <laughs> all over Paul. And he as a young guy, just stood there, handed her back and went, "Ah,
0: ah, ah, get
1: it off, get it off, he says to me. Get a cloth. And I'm like, Paul, I do not want to start
3: rubbing that (laughs) off. So that was kind of fun. (laughs) Ben got revenge for me later on. Uh, No, sorry, his son got revenge... On Ben. And, and, um, yeah, so Paul's son was having his nappy changed and weed straight out (laughs) (laughs) went all over Ben. So he got our family back (laughs) for that. Ben popped that
0: one. And Generation 2 of the family feud is about to begin.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'd also say that... uh, um, could say a fail was to uh, allow Liz to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen's, Carmen's well, mother. How did that get she, into uh, it? Her dog bit me in the eye and uh, <laughs> um, dropped. She, we were camping at seven months old with their family and I went flying out of the back. <laughs> she forgot to pick me up from school. I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. that is so. <laughs> But we, we, Kirsty was seven months old and we went, we went camping and we had one of those backpacks and we were carrying the child and Liz, just, she just loves babies, and so she had Kirsty in the backpack and she tripped on a big rock when we were climbing up a creek bank and Kirsty just went flying out over the rocks. And uh, I think Liz was the most devastated. Kirsty was, was all right. I was fine. And I, I said to Liz... I don't Liz, hold any
3: grudges against Liz, it's
1: fine. Liz she didn't want to... <laughs> She didn't want to carry it, it oh, Kirsty, anymore, and I said, "No, no, it's like the horse. You know, if you fall off, you've got to you've got to get straight back on." So I made her carry her the rest of the way. Uh,
0: okay, uh, so yeah, I, I started that, so yeah, you know, I, I can bl- blame myself. Um, so, so Mother's Mother's Day today, how how are you all celebrating in, in, in different ways with your families? What is it? What's happened this weekend or what are the plans for today?
1: I'm going out to lunch up in the hills after. Yay, but, And such a beautiful day. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and uh, I'll add to that question for everybody. Do you have traditions that happen every year or it's, um, sort of changes each year? Are there things that are family things that have sort of been passed down? Or how, and how do you like to celebrate it?
3: Not really. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I mean, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brendan made me breakfast in bed this morning. I I actually often eat my breakfast in bed anyway, <laughs> but he doesn't normally make it for. Um, uh, Where we Brendan with Brendan's family, we do a family dinner every Sunday night anyway. So we will be doing that again for Mother's yep. Day, um, and we often. It's not really a tradition, but we will often go out for a lunch with um, cool. that's my side of the family with mum. So
2: we're doing that today, but nothing's really ever been a tradition. Yeah, no, we we don't really have a tradition either. I'm I'm just looking forward to what big surprise George's got for me.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it'll be it'll be a surprise. <laughs> surprise, you got nothing.
3: <laughs>
0: I was going to say, uh, for those that follow Jordan and find my friends, he'll be at Rundle Mall after this. <laughs> so if you see him at the shopping mall, don't, don't be surprised. Uh, so so uh, Mother's Day is about honouring mums. And we thought we'd uh, discuss a little bit about how how do you go about personally honouring your mothers, if some of them are still with us? Yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. i just... I'm just Checking my memory banks. Yes, yes, it's yeah. yeah, good. Uh, so, h- how do you like to honour your mums?
4: On, come on. Individually? Um, well, for a very long time, we've we've been in church. So, um, on a Sunday, it's uh, it's been a very deliberate effort to make a point of telling my mum how much I love and appreciate her, and um, I think. The best way of giving honour to someone is to give them something that they truly love and appreciate and that means knowing them and, and what they love. And what my mum loves is quality time and um, words of encouragement and, you know, a, a gift that that will mean something to her that will be useful, that will be pretty, that will be beautiful, something she wouldn't give herself. So. That's that's how I honour my mum, and I hope I do that more than just on Mother's Day. Yes,
1: give
3: me. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, well, along a similar line. Well, actually, when we were talking about this the other day, I said Mum often goes, "Don't get me anything." You know, she's always if birthday, Christmas, Mother's Day, don't worry about anything. I don't need anything. But if you do, uh, here's a list of the things. But no, it's usually just simple things. She's like, just get me some cherry liqueurs. I love cherry liqueurs. Uh But I um, made a deliberate effort this year to think about, similar to what Carmen's saying, what she likes. And for for mum, um, acts of service is her love language. So I made her some soup to (laughs) have for you know lunch or dinner sometime during the week. So something that saves (coughs) her time having to do something. And, and with Brendan's mum, yes, dad, dad <laughs> benefits from that too. <laughs> um, Brendan's mum, we were talking yesterday, you know, what do you think her love language is and we thought that hers was probably more words of affirmation, so we've written her a love, well, actually we haven't written in it yet, but I bought a card to write something lovely in and um, some flowers and we all, when we do our family dinners we all make some food and whatever anyway, so that tends to be a thing there too. But, yeah, try to think about what is the thing that would actually mean the most... <laughs> To our mothers not just I just it say it. that
1: that soup is actually wrapped up with a beautiful pink bow and it looks <laughs> beautiful
3: yeah I showed her a, a, it's at home still in the fridge, but I showed her a picture <laughs> of it this morning so <laughs> I, I won't bring it along yeah
2: and well I think you know on, when we' were talking about this honoring uh, anyone but honoring your mother is is uh, about Showing them respect, showing them that they're valued, that they're appreciated, and and that can be, as the girls have said, in in different ways. And and I know for 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 my mum, for Grammy, uh, it's quality time. She she likes to spend time. So. Um, so spending time with her is is a, w- a way of honouring her. and And also honour, I think, is, is the way that you speak to a person and the way that you speak about a person. Um, and so that's what I try to do.
0: Awesome. I'm just going to interrupt before we get on to Vicky. mentioned your mum. Uh, and Vicky talked about being the mother of the house as the senior minister. Uh, I'd say your mum, Granny, I think she's there at the back. She's try, try, trying to hide behind Chris there she be the gran- grandmother of the house. And, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah I know there's a, a number of people that lo- love to spend time with Granny. She takes the time to uh, interact and speak into people's lives, and uh, it's great to have her here. So I just want to acknowledge Granny um, and thank you for thank you. your contribution. You. Ha- Happy Mother's Day. Um, so, so everybody, it, like... She she does sneaky little things that she'll she's got a birthday book she records birthdays in and uh, and makes sure she does something special for for people uh, as much as she can every year and and just does little things like that and it's people like that in our community that so valued and, and such a key part of the kind of the glue that holds everything together so uh, we love you granny and thank you for um, yeah being so wonderful to everybody here in the church awesome
1: well said um look everybody's been talking about people's love languages and for those of you who don't know there is a book um called the five language the five languages what is it called love five Lang- languages love of love languages. five languages of love um and it's a fantastic book if you've never read it grab it and have a look because it actually talks about what are the things that that make us feel the most loved because it's actually different for everybody and we were discussing that as we were thinking about today and you know for some people gifts is the main thing if you if you don't buy a present they don't feel loved by you um for me i'm not a present person particularly um I love love acts of service is probably probably my biggest thing, as Kirsty said. So somebody to do little things for me, to see that the washing needed to be brought in off the line or the dishwasher needed to be emptied or that I'll have a busy week so make me some some soup or um, that sort of thing. But it's different for everybody. Some people it's words of affirmation, as Loretta um, talked about. But it's a fantastic book to get hold of because at the end of the day... What it's about, Mother's Day, is is about honouring our mums. And the best way that we can do that is with what they love the best. Yeah. And as everybody said here, if that's just take them out for the day, they just love to spend some time, then that's the thing that we should be doing. If they're big present getters, then go buy them loads of presents. That's what they love. If they just um, uh, love you to come round and you know tidy up the place, mow the lawn, I don't know, whatever then do those things for them but um that's that's the best way that we can show honor is really knowing what the people that we care about love the most how, how we can best show love to them
0: cool um for those that want to find out more fivelovelanguages.com uh, number five and uh, lovelanguages.com uh, the author is gary chapman if you're interested in uh, looking at that book, and I'm just going to speak in advance. Maybe that's something we could drop into the Connect notes um, for this week to have a little look at. We'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> i just dob people in for different things. So, Vicky, you started talking about what you, how you like to be honoured and, and love languages that you like to receive, so you've sort of started on to the next one for us. Loretta, would come back this way. Uh, how do you, So you've talked about how Granny likes to be uh, honoured and, and how you like to honour your mum. How do you like to be honoured? What does Jordan and Ryan and, and grandkids, what sort of things do they do that I, bring you honour?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's probably a um, combination of uh, acts of service and quality time, just mm. um, mostly mostly if they're just <sighs> hanging around. I, see, you don't have to go get me a big prezi, George, seriously. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just time, spending time is, is the main cool. thing.
0: Kirsty?
3: Yeah, quality time's mine as well. But yeah. um, maybe secondary to that might be acts of service. But yeah, I'm
4: the same. Just to be boring, <laughs> <laughs> quality time and my mother's quality time and my daughter's works well. quality <laughs> time. We just spend time together. So yes, I I I, lo- I do appreciate acts of service. People thinking ahead of things and. I do appreciate that uh, it's very difficult for me because I have quite an OCD streak. <laughs> so, uh, But, yes, I, it won't matter. I'll overcome that if you do something for me. I would love and appreciate it no matter what. I was, I was taught from a very young age it's incredibly rude to refuse a gift no matter what that gift is, um, and I will never refuse a gift. Sorry. Just drop that bit of etiquette in there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Okay, so and now I think we'll go on to uh, specifically about raising kids in church and uh, we've got a few different angles of thoughts we could discuss there. Uh, we'll start off with Vicky and go to, uh, straight to the point of, uh, as a pastor, what, what's it like raising your kids in a uh, where they're sort of local famous local celebrity in terms of, you know, uh, for people that might have grown up in church, or in, and I know I grew up in New Zealand and, and had friends in different churches, and the, uh, pastors, kids, and it becomes an acronym of PKs. And, and there's, there's, there can be all sorts of um, perceptions, misconceptions, expectations uh, on on the, the parents and the kids in that situation. Uh, so how has that been for you as a parent and as a pastor and having your children in church and you've been in that position where people see you.
1: Um, no, you're right. In in all honesty, it is a little bit different as a as a pastor because people do watch what we do, which is fair enough in many ways. Mm. Um, but probably the judgments come uh, a, a little bit harsher than perhaps for for most people. Um, because we are in the public eye and so therefore everything that we say and do and, and therefore everything our children would say or do would be judged, um, usually favourably. I mean, I can't think of anything really terrible that's happened or any example where things have gone horribly wrong, but um, but certainly you are aware that people are watching and you, you very much take the responsibility of wanting to be... Um, a good example to those that you're leading and you know hopefully we've done that I mean we've, we've, we've got two wonderful children and they're both here they've grown up um since Kirsty was four years old and Ben was two years old when we became Christians mm-hmm. and um and certainly it was a change for us um raising our kids as Christians it was only a little bit Obviously, they were quite young before that. But but our thoughts on how to raise children and some of the things that we learned along the way did change as we knew and we grew uh, in our faith. Um, But, yeah, we're very much in the public eye and um, uh, always, always mindful of the fact that we're leading the next generation. And so everything that we say and do is... Um, is going to be used either for us or against us, um, and very little, very little was ever, I guess, an issue. But but certainly, uh, there there are judgments made on PKs, as you say, pastors' kids. That often that they get privileges that other kids don't get. I mean, Kirsty can tell you more about that afterwards. And and some of those, there is some truth in that. Um, but they also have a lot to contend with as well because there's a lot of expectations, not just on the parents, but also on them. Not necessarily from us, I don't think. Kirsty will be able to tell you better, but I don't think we ever put any particular expectations on our children. Probably they came more from ourselves that we needed to lead um, le- needed to lead well.
0: Um, just to go back to, you said you, uh, you and Chris became... Christians when kids were four and two and so you, you started on the parenting journey not in church and then that changed uh, four years later. Uh, wh- what sort of process or what shaped, you mentioned there's some changes and as you grew as Christians things changed, what sort of influences or where did you go uh, and to, to make those changes or what were some of the things that might have changed in that process? Was it people you spoke to, things you read, people you were around? Um, How did the parenting get influenced by uh, those things around you?
1: It was certainly all of those things, but very much we learn in community. And so there was so much about the church community, people that had been around longer than us, people that were wiser than us, people who had, had been through the process and had learnt so many things that they passed on to us and that was either direct information or it was here's a book, you should read this yeah. or here's some scriptures, have a look at these. So it was really from the church community that we learnt and we mm-hmm. learnt so much, so much that I'm very, yeah. very grateful for. There's so much in the Bible about raising children. Yeah,
0: fantastic. So I think that's a good point in terms of, I just wanted to highlight that because people can come into church uh, like myself, I grew up in church. My parents, they, they brought us up in church, um, Others come in uh, as younger parents. some might come in later. Um, just no matter how long you've been in church, there's the, the value of the community and um, guess it's never too late to change to use sort of cheesy phrases that are actually accurate. Um, where yeah, the, the community and people speaking. Older uh, peers, d- different levels can speak and, and help shape, um, yeah, kids that we have here today, the friends of ours. Cool. Um, so thank you, Vicky, Kirsty, as the child in that uh, mo- mother-daughter yeah. situation, Just as a sure past pa- She says anything kid. bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how how is it for you as a pastor's kid? When Vicky was saying a couple of things, sort of nodded in terms of. Privileges, expectations, different things. What sort of challenges did Um, you have along
3: the way? Well, I have some fond memories of things like being taken along to connect groups. Mum and Dad were leading connect group network or something. It was whatever it was called then, um, cell groups. (laughs) But I remember going along, you know, just as a kid to those and we'd be in the back room of whoever's house and they'd make us hot Milo's and, you know, you've got got memories of things like that. Um, Memories of coming along to prayer nights but kids Jordan included and Ryan in the back room uh, jumping off the table to Backstreet Boys songs (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know we just had some random fun (laughs) Um, but there was also you know as being part of the community and so many other people around who were a strong part of it like Loretta and other people here you know they had an influence in our lives as well they were our, our kids church leaders at the time and um you know taught us a lot of things and we had a lot of respect for those other mothers you know yeah. they're essentially you know we've, my mum was here but we had other people who were helping to to raise us and teach us about the bible and things like that as well um, but yeah as a pastor's kid as well i guess like there's privileges to things like you go to presence conference and you get well or it was osfire at the time and you get to go to the green room and hang out with other Pastor's kids who are there and get free food and (laughs) stuff like that is fun. But, yeah, there is also, um, I guess, the expectations. I I suppose I personally have felt at times like I had to be perfect and try and, (laughs) you know, hide anything that might be going on where, you know, I can't think exactly what, but I just remember there is, you do kind of feel that pressure of, like, I've got to look like I'm doing the right thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but then you kind of realise, no, I don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's okay and you can um, be an example to other people by not <laughs> being perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool, thank you. Now, Loretta, um, ra- ha- how's it been for you raising kids in, in church and two boys? And, and tell us a little bit about uh, yeah, the last... Thirty plus years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, 20, we, 20 plus years. Yeah,
2: so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were um, already in church, another church, um, when the boys, um, when when we had kids, and uh, and we were conscious, and we made a made a made a conscious decision that that we wanted to bring them up following biblical principles, um, and so all of those things we tried to uh, establish or in, in our lives, because we were fairly new Christians, established in our lives, and, and then by the boys seeing that, um, would be established in their lives. You know, and things things like uh, prayer, we, we would always pray about stuff. Um, worship. The boys, I used to sing them to sleep worship songs. But um, it worked. You know, I don't know whether that was a reflection <laughs> of my singing, and they thought, we'd better go to sleep, because she's not going to shut up if we don't. <laughs> um, and so... And and you know just like we were always uh, involved in in church life uh, in serving and so they just grew up and that was just the norm um, and and if stuff happened um, even when they were really young you know our first response was to pray I remember uh, when we were in Sydney and Jord would have been about four maybe and Ryan was seven and we were we'd been down to Manly Beach. Spent a wonderful day at Manly Beach and walked up from one end to the other to get ice creams and then got back, got to the car and discovered uh, no car keys. Now there's an awful lot of sand <laughs> on Manly Beach. And, and, you know, our our response was to pray. And so we left Deno and Jord up a, on the, the grass because he was only little and was too far to walk. And Ryan and I went down to where we thought on the beach there might be a spare set of keys and and we were just praying well i was praying and and he was ferreting around in the, in the sand and praying and Lo and behold, we found the keys, a set of a set of car keys, just tiny little bit, and and he was so excited, and he was like, "Wow!" and and he's going, "Let's just walk up there. And let's pretend we haven't found them." You know, just like blow, got there. But but stuff like that, going to prayer, really, I believe, you know, established in them that that's the first place to go when you've got when you've got an issue. Uh, go to God, and and so all of those things. That's 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 how we chose uh, and what we wanted to do with our boys, um, and that's great. You know, they, they say children are a gift from God. Sometimes I wondered if He was into <laughs> <laughs>
0: And
2: you know, when when I mean, some of, some of people who've been around a while would know that you know when. Stuff doesn't always go the way that you want it to go. And when Ryan was about 19 or so, for a whole lot of reasons, which I won't go to because of his story, um, and decided that he didn't want to be part of uh, church anymore, that he didn't want um, a relationship with God anymore. And that was, that was really, really tough. Um, and, um, you know, so I did what I say. I went to prayer, but I also went to, let me help you, God, I can... You know, and and I probably talked too much and did too much, but like Vicky said, the 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 support and the benefit of community was incredible because I had we we had and still have uh, some wonderful um, people who prayed with us for for us and who still pray for Ryan and and who you know I, I I'm so thankful that there are people uh, in in our church who love our kids, um, when we were struggling too, uh, who, who love our kids and still love our kids and pray for our kids. And I think that's one of the... Because the truth is, as parents, we're not perfect and children are not, not perfect either. And there are going to be times when, when you need that support and, yeah. and that's just... Yeah, that's that's been yeah. really good. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Uh, so, Carmen, having been raised in church, and how, how has that played a role to <laughs> raising our kids in church? How's you, that affected you? You, you do not <laughs>
4: forget anything. I guess um, I guess from my side of the equation, because we were both most well, they mostly raised in church, and for them entirely, um, is following the example that our parents set for us and my mother set a beautiful example. I came into this church when I was nine and my sister Ashley was seven and um, Pastor Vicky and my mum have been friends for a very long time and she said, you know, that my mum basically made a decision to follow Jesus and Pastor Vicky said to her, look, I think for six weeks you need to come and you need to give it a real shot. I want you to be there every week. I want you to give this God thing a real shot. And so mum did. And even in that short period of time, we saw a change in our mum. And we wanted to be a part of it. So from day one, we saw that change and we wanted to be – we wanted it. We wanted what our mum had. And she stepped in. She was serving from the moment we got into this place, which is very early on. And she is just a beautiful example of loving God and loving others. And I just – I don't – don't want to harp on this too much but i just want to honor my mama she has spent the entire weekend preparing a place for the mothers of this church and and for my daughter celebrating her birthday so thank you mum. it's the most beautiful example and that helped us make a predetermined decision to raise our kids in this house to be here every week to carry us through those tough mornings um where it's not so easy to get out the door i won't lie um and, and as, as everyone on this panel has said, it takes a village to raise a child. And I've got three. And <laughs> and three villages. Three yeah. villages. And you know, two, two girls and a boy. And, and so I'm like, Loretta, what do I do with this boy? <laughs> and, and I've got a very strong-willed, beautiful but strong-willed girls. I'm like, Okay. Vicky, Mum, what do you do here <laughs> yeah. with this child? Um, and, no, so I think from every every perspective, it's just, you know, from uh, the role that prayer, as Loretta said, in your day-to-day life. Um, like, uh, Jemima started praying for Toby at bedtime now. It's the most gorgeous. It really is. It's hilarious, but it's very <laughs> precious. <laughs> oh, all sorts of things, Carl. Thank you that we found Toby's digger, and you know all sorts. <laughs> um, but isn't isn't that wonderful that that's the first thing she goes yeah. to? And, and you know, I make mistakes every day. I'm not far from perfect, but um, you know, it's it's a wonderful privilege to bring that third generation into this house, and and for the Hoopers, bringing Bailey as a fourth generation amazing and i think that mm. is just um huge credit to chris and vicky um that generation after generation are loving and serving and committing their lives to god in this house mm. and and serving one another and serving this community and we just want our kids to be a part of it mm. no matter what form that takes there's no pressure on them to be a certain thing but just to that prime example of this
0: is a good way to live your life. Yeah. Now, in in terms of, uh, we talked a little bit learning how to be good mothers and women, and I've got no idea, but you know, I can't speak from experience. So uh, it's it's not really a, a plug, but we've got every woman conference coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, I just wonder, I'll ask Loretta because you're not the pastor in, in terms of uh, being around a l- little bit longer. What's the, the value in something like an Every Woman for the women of the church and the mothers, and, and not just the mothers, but or, or women, aspiring mothers and whatever situation? What sort of value is there in that sort of event and gathering together for that occasion? Yeah,
2: well, uh, you know, we've, we've been in church a long time and, and if there's anything on, you go. That's it. <laughs> you know, if you don't, you're missing out. Uh, yeah. Well, there is that. You, you don't miss out on anything. But, but, you know, the the, the guys that organise these conferences don't just. Um, well, maybe we'll just get. They do a lot of research and and they and they find uh, women who, in, speaking of women conference, they find uh, women who who have who have walked the walk and, and who have stuff to share. Um, and so uh, whether whether I've...
0: Sorry, Loretta, do you mind using the, the microphone? Sure. Yeah, sorry. Just stop the noise.
2: So, so whether uh, it's someone that you've heard of uh, or whether it's someone that you've heard speak before, that's really not an issue. The issue is, do you want to become more like Jesus? Do you want to, 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 to grow in your walk? And if the answer's yes, uh, then, then you go. Um, and, and it's not just about the speakers. It's about the, the fellowship afterwards. Like, like, you know, we go out to, to lunch and over morning tea and stuff like that. And, and, you, and you get, you know, because everybody has gone through stuff that's good, bad, whatever, but, but everybody has something to share. And so, so to all the women out there... <laughs> If there's a women's conference on, and there is one coming up really soon, um, you need to be there, you know, it's, it's, and and it's part of, you know, part of the thing that you gather together as, as family, as, and, and it's not, you know, I mean, today we're talking about um, mothers in particular, but, but it's, you don't have to actually have given birth. (laughs) to be a mother. You know, a, a mother is someone who has a, a desire and a willingness to nurture and care for others. And so, so, and I think all women, are, you know, that, that's their, their heart's desire. So you ought to go, <laughs> I reckon. Cool.
0: Um, it's something we haven't pre-discussed, but I think is always important to highlight on an occasion like Mother's Day or Father's Day, uh, the the non traditional mothers uh, uh, the non-traditional fathers. So I'm um, talking in terms of single dads or uh, people acting in the mother's role like grandparents or uh, godparents or adoptive parents or um, w- w- whatever the situation might be. I'll just throw it to the group in terms of uh, what what do you, uh, um, fa- families you've seen, what sort of value uh, do, you, do you place on that, what sort of I guess, gains, or have you seen uh, where people have done that? Or can you just speak of y- your thoughts on people stepping into that role? Y- your mothers, um, somebody stepping in to look after your kids um, or to, to take charge of them where it might not necessarily be the, the sort of the birth process, you know, uh, the genealogy, I guess <laughs> is the word I'm looking for, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I think we, we can all think of different situations. I can think of uh, somebody we went to college with in Sydney. Uh, Carmen and I met in Sydney at college, and uh, she's single, she's late 20s, and she's a foster parent, and uh, amazing. What like she, you just like, I'm just going to look after kids. I'm not going to like wait for life to happen. She's just gone out and and taken them from quite tough situations, and just really been quite selfless. And um, yeah, I can't even imagine the level of kind of effort and love that she's she's doing, so I I don't know, can can you think of any, uh, just kind of generally, the the value of that sort of person stepping into the mother's role and acknowledging that on Mother's Day?
4: Um, A family I worked for when I was at Bible College, um, they had, I was their nanny, um, and they had three children and their third child um, was um, in, in their foster care, from nine months and um, this girl was nine when I started looking after her and on her 12th birthday they were able to adopt her so it took them almost 12 years to adopt her and uh, this family had looked after many um, children and just the relief that her um, being adopted brought to their family was incredible and it, it just always spoke to Nathan and I how much love and dedication mm. it took to raise a child that wasn't your own, and she had come from a very difficult circumstance and um, had came with some baggage. And it's it was just incredible that they were able to take in a child that wasn't their own and love it like it was. Okay. And I think um, I think we we all had the capacity to do that, but I think it is is a calling. Mm to take that on and um, and if she's listening today, I admire her and honour her for that. Um, I, don't, I don't know what else to say yeah. like, except that I think it is a calling.
0: Yeah, and yeah. not only do they uh, foster and adopt, but uh, <coughs> they're, they're gifted in the area and people like Carmen and myself and, uh, and others would come into the house and uh, were treated like the kids, treated like part of the family uh, for, you know, Parents being away geographically, or uh, others that were hanging around as parents, might not have been so involved. Um, yeah, I think just families like that are a great example and it's such a blessing in a, in a community like this. And I know there's, um, we have families like that here, even here as well.
1: Well, we have families here too where grandparents are raising mm. children, and you know, that's such an incredible thing to be doing as well. And I think that um, there's great value and wisdom that comes from other people, yeah. you know, because there are so many different circumstances to, to raising people in general. And there's so much that we can gain from one another when we, when we come together in community, when we share ideas, when we build relationships. Um, our eyes are open to things that perhaps they weren't before, um, we learn and we grow together as a as a group. As we love and we nurture one another, and there's such importance and such power in that, and that brings incredible unity too. So, yeah, there's a lot I think to be said for that. Can I
4: add to that and just say um, I think it brings a lot, a lot more love and grace and patience, doesn't it? A lot, like you said, a lot more understanding. And certainly, as a, as I've become a, a mother, um, and the things I go through, I have. <laughs> I have a lot, a lot more grace and understanding for other people, just in general, not just other mothers, but <coughs> people in general. Husbands? Definitely. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other comments on, on that one, in terms of?
3: Well, I think it's worth, like, just acknowledging, C three kids teachers in that, yeah. whether they're for sure, yeah, uh, the the generation that's doing it at the moment, a lot of them are my age and. Um, you know, they're not mothers, but they are. I'll be excited to take my son to <laughs> yeah. see three kids in the future and have them, you know, teach him about the Bible and nurture. It. And you know, there's a whole lot of people here who were um, my kids' church teachers, and they may not have even. Some of them are mothers of their own children. Some of them weren't mothers at all, but they they play a, a role like that, and it's worth acknowledging them and thanking them yeah, for what for they sure. do as well. That yeah. plays a part. Of the community.
0: So uh, final question uh, kind of flowing on from that. In terms of uh, the people acting in mother's roles and that sort of love and as mothers yourself, what what is the the love of a mother or somebody uh, raising kids? Where where does the sort of the source of that or what does that speak to you about the love of God uh, and and how much you love kids and, and what God's love... Is for us, and, and how you kind of connect the the two. I'm interested to put you on the spot on that one, and um, yeah, so they're, they're all you looking ta- at me,
1: and I'm trying not to go first. Oh, so you you're just
2: in my wife. <laughs> I, <of> <laughs> uh, I think, and um, you know, it's sort of almost a, 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 an indefinable, undefined in, um, uh, thing, <laughs> a mother's mother's love, but. You know, the love um, that we have uh, for our children and, and um, needs to be, because when, when they're little and cute, before you hit their heads on the light and stuff like that, um, and when they're doing what you, what, you, what you ask them to do, that's, that's okay. The, the <laughs> challenge is when they're not. Um, and that's when, that's when the love that you have to show them has to be the God kind of love, yeah. the love that is patient, that is kind, that is uh, not self-seeking, that keeps no record of wrongs, that always perseveres, always hopes, always trusts, always believes and that, that comes from you having a revelation of that sort of love from God in the first place um, and so, yeah, I think that's, for me, that's, that's the key, Yeah.
0: Anybody else I like
1: to? <laughs> Can I just... Ask me
3: next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm dittoing Loretta. That was really well said. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. So true. But, you know, for me personally, this is just back on the mother of the house, um, that love that God shows us, he loves every single one of us. And as, as the mother here, if you like... I feel that same love for every one of you and particularly for our children that we see raised in this church, in C3 Church Norwood. And, you know, some of them are here today and some aren't. And I might get teary now. <laughs> I was I was thinking about one of them actually um, just the other day because um, there's there's some of them that are not here that I make a very deliberate point in still contacting regularly because you still have that heart you still have that belief you still want the best for them it's not about whether they're in church or not it's about God loves them and I as a mum not their actual mum but their spiritual mum I still pray for them I still believe the best for them I still want the best for them and I had a moment the other day when ...I sent a text to, to one of them and they texted back and said a, a few th- uh, surprising things, actually. And, uh, and I, got all, I got all teary. And I thought, why am I feeling like this? And it, it's because this person, this particular person is a little bit lost right now. And as a mum, you know what they need. You know what's best for them. You know, you know where they should be but they can't find that place and they're old enough that I can't tell them. But I can still believe the best for them. I can still love them and I can still be in their life and be around them and encourage them and hopefully one day they will, they will be in a place where, you know, they feel every bit of that. And that goes across the board. And as Loretta said with her own son, you know, we, we believe the best there as well. Um, but there's so many children that come through this church and grow up in this church and have done over the years. And uh, and as has been pointed out, many of those are still here and, and are <coughs> ministering and are the leaders and so on that we have today. But others have made other choices. And that's the great thing, is that we do have a choice, um, Let's just hope that we make the right one. But if we don't, we still keep believing the best. Very cool.
0: Thank you. Well, uh, that's uh, a nice sort of flow on to... Uh, something I like to do that we do every every week in church is to give people an opportunity to respond to, as Vicky talked about, the, the love of God. Uh, there's a a, a parable in, in the New Testament where uh, t- Jesus tells a story about... How there's a farmer who would leave 99 sheep behind to go and look for the one lost sheep. Uh, would go search high and low for them because they value the life of that one sheep that they didn't have. The 99 that they leave there and go looking for that one. And it's just like Vicky is talking about the, those people that are on a heart to text and to call and to follow up. And uh, God, God does that for us. He, He's Jesus is out looking for us and giving us the opportunity to. Uh, to, to come back into relationship with him, uh, to experience his love. And I want to give that opportunity this morning. Um, it, there might be people here that have never experienced the, the love of God in terms of the, the sort of love we're hearing to, uh, from the mothers here and, and the fathers and uh, people acting in, in those roles. And, and the love of God is so much more than the, the, the love you might have experienced from earthly parents or aunties and uncles and grandparents. and. Uh, love of God is just, as Loretta said, you, you can't measure it. It's, it's uh, insurmountable. It's, yeah, it's just so huge. So I just want to give that opportunity to just ask uh, everybody across the room just to uh, close your eyes. and, and um, yeah. In a moment, I'll ask you to raise your hand nice and high. Just, something we do every week, whether it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, normal service, just to provide that opportunity. It might be the first time... You might have done it before. You might have been one of those sheep that was in, in amongst the group and have gone and got lost in the, in the hills and, and Jesus is out looking for you. And, uh, in a moment, I'll ask you to raise your hand if you want to accept uh, that love of God, that relationship with Jesus, to take the forgiveness of sins and the freedom that comes with that because uh, it, it's, it's wonderful and the, the freedom... The love that we're talking about can be experienced for the first time or again, the love of God. So if there is anybody here that would like to receive that love, that relationship with Jesus, I'll ask you to raise your hand nice and high. If it's the first time or you've done it before, just take a moment like we do every Sunday. Just right now, anybody in this room, raise your hand nice and high. would love to pray with you. Have someone pray for you. Explain what that all means. But we we don't want to let the opportunity this moment go past. If if there's somebody in the room that would like to take that step this morning, let's take another moment. Does anybody? Don't let the, the Sunday go by without that opportunity. just pray for us all as we, as we finish up. We can keep your eyes closed. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the mothers we have here on the stage, the mothers in our community, the opportunity for others to, to speak into the lives of the children and the different generations here. We thank you what you have taught us about love and, and, and raising people in the house and we pray that seeds have been sown this morning a word of truth a word of wisdom that we can take away we can take into our parenting or our our parents and, and that relationship we have with them or those around us older or younger we thank you for the wisdom that you've given us and all the people around us in this community in Jesus name amen